It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 136. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. All right, which one of you two jumped the gun? Uh, wasn't me. I don't know. I heard it, too. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. We're all... We're all Maybe it was one of our guests. Yeah, but you have a valid point on that, but it doesn't matter because we're a bunch of amateur podcasters in the first place, so we're all here having a yeah. good time, having, having funs and stuff, so let me go ahead and turn on check-ins so, so I don't have to hear from Tiger Claw check-ins are not on. That has officially been activated. Um, we are live tonight, the week of October 22nd, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, you can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com forward slash VOG network. And there is an IRC link that you click on. You can go ahead and I'll bring it right into the chat room. The check-ins are open, so come on in, check in, get your awesome five points. Uh, don't forget to swing by the forums and say hi to us because it's kind of lonely over there because of uh, nothing but tumbleweeds. i got to clear that out. That's not fair. <laughs> um, this week is our AAC, another Anime Convention 2013 convention review, which is possibly, which may be our very last con of the year. In order for us to talk about this convention, I decided to bring on a couple of guests. One of them have been, has been on the show previously. Um, let's start off with um, Scarlett from Scarlet Rhapsody. How are you, Scarlett? Hey, I'm doing fine. I just actually finished up another podcast before heading on to this show. So I just literally just uploaded episode 35 of Zero Hour, and we're talking about Fan Expo on that one. Cool, cool. So where can people check out your podcast at? Uh, they can check it out on scarlet-rhapsody.com. Cool. Awesome. And also, We're all on iTunes. There you go. That's even better. If you're not on iTunes, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, also, my second guest, uh, another friend of the show, I've just recently met her about online about, let's say about a month or so ago, met at AAC. She made me this awesome cat masquerade mask. It's it's kind of, it's sitting in the windowsill next to my uh, little figurine of uh, Sailor Venus. Because <laughs> I, I don't have a better place to put it right now, but it fits perfectly. From Seraphithia Cosplay, um, Seraphithia. Hi. What was that? We could barely hear you. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. We love having uh, cosplayers on whenever we get the opportunity to. So let's... Well, there's one thing I forgot to bring on here real quick, and... There you go. <laughs> Everybody loves applause. What can I say? The crowd loves you too. So, do we also get a laugh track anytime you say something stupid? No. Yes, yeah, the price is right. Losing horns queued up. 
That would be Mako. She would have that um, queued up just to be a bitch. If I had the ability. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Your ta I have to go pick up your tablet. Ooh. Yes, you do. Yeah, and I have to pack it up with the, um, with the two books I got for you, which there is a surprise in that book, in one of the books. And well, at this point, why don't you just wait until you come out here? Oh, yeah, that's right. Save a few dollars. That means I have to go scrambling for a box. Actually, yeah, that too. Yeah, plus the other stuff I got you too, so. There you go. What? What did you do? Don't like the way that sound. You're being a little bit too quiet. Hmm? You're being I didn't hear you. Hear me with what? Did you say something? Of course I did. I know. I didn't. I didn't hear you. All I heard was typing. Oh, that wasn't me. Well, at least it's not Zaku, because when he's typing, it's it's like hailstorm. Hail is hitting the windows. <laughs> All right. Um, we have a lot. We have a lot in store for tonight's program. So let's kind of kickstart things off with Ari. So Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, well, this past weekend was the week of no money for me, which. I somehow ended up going to going to New Hampshire for an AAC 2013 and back on roughly $200. You are a brave soul, because I've done cons with less money than that. Yeah, well, that's not something I'm looking forward to repeating. I feel you. I so feel you on that. I did get paid today, and I managed to pay off most of the... Uh, Money I had to borrow from others to get up there. That's good. And, uh, well, right now I'm just sitting here relaxing. I got my. I'm sitting here laying on my side with a laptop in front of me, and I got my cat sitting on my, on my hip. In other words, the cat currently owns you. Yeah. You know, the one, Sonny, the big mm -hmm. fat orange one. Yeah, so that's pretty much the cat file. That's Marlon Brando, isn't it? Mm hmm. Ah. Fair enough. Then he'll jump off of me onto the back of the head headboard, meow because he forgot how to cat, <laughs> and maybe need some help getting into the big window. If we go to the chat room real quick at uh, live.vognetwork.com, Rageinator goes asks, a surprise in a book. What is the book about, Cracker Jack? And Jeff B. says, put the cat on the show. <laughs> wow. Could do that, and then, and then, uh, Storm still won't give a shit. <laughs> My yeah, cat he, don't he, give he, a shit at all. Yes, your cat yeah, is heard, your cat is Honey Badger. He apparently <laughs> heard the uh, put the cat on the show, but he just looked at me like the fuck. <laughs> oh wow! So, um, but yeah, it's just it's nice to have money again. It's also nice to be able to fill up my tank without. Having to do it again a day and a half later. No, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but uh, no, no. getting up and getting up and back to uh, excuse me, getting to uh, the convention to Boston and then back home was a bit of a hike. Well, did, we did that. Me and Mako did that three times: two Paxis and an Anime Boston. So it's yep. quite understandable. Yeah, the uh, 
I guess, yeah, we'll talk more about it when we get to the uh, con thing, part in the show itself. But, uh, cool. yeah, there's some uh, experiences I wouldn't want to repeat if I didn't have to. I feel you on that. Totally feel you on that. All right, so, Mako, how was your week and how was your day? I worked a lot. Swing low, sweet cherry. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, by the time I'm done tomorrow, I think I'll have like 50 hours in. And then let me guess... Halloween! Yay! And let me guess, you're going to collapse. Someone's going to walk over, put their fingers on your neck and go, She's dead, Jim. It's very possible. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, tomorrow is day six of the week, so I, I don't even have next week's schedule yet, so I'm really, really, really hoping I don't have work on Thursday, mm. so I actually have a day off to, you know, do shit around the house. Gotcha. Or at the very least, recuperate. <laughs> well, that too. To Mako-chan but... recuperating is sitting there reading a smutty fan fiction with, with, a, with a shot of tequila. Oh god, a shot of tequila sounds wonderful with some smutty fanfiction. Yeah, but you, <laughs> no. you gotta think, a shot of tequila? Come now. Yeah, I know. It may be a shot of absinthe, but probably like three shots of tequila. The fourth one, you'll be on the floor. No, <laughs> no. I'll probably just be sick, but Or bust. Yeah. But this is not my final drunken form! Yeah, but no, my next my next day off I have to do a lot of cleaning in my room, mm. like big One. time, because it's just not, it's not good. One tequila, two tequila, three tequila, more, five tequila, six yeah. tequila, seven te- tequila, four. Yep. <laughs> At least that's that, how it goes for me. That, that's usually about how it goes for me. <laughs> Although the last time I was doing tequila shots, um, I think everybody else had a shot or two, and then I fi- almost finished the bottle by myself. I still have my tequila. You need was to get that rid of. Pax? No, that was um, Manga Next. Oh right. Yeah, if you haven't figured it by out, out by now, we really go to con just to drink. Essentially, we just um, go to the room parties and, and rate them from one to ten. Yeah, you guys went off. You guys went off to the burlesque show, and I sat in the room drinking my, by myself. If you notice, I came back after like twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't know how much I had drunk by then. I don't even think I. I don't even remember going. Pier. I think I just got on the line and just bounced right off. No, I think you got. I think you guys. No, you. I think just got off the line. I think everybody else just went and saw the first act and said, screw it, and came back to the room and drank. But by then it was too late for me, because I remember at that point I was just saying, Ranma, get me water. (laughs) And Ranma, get me water. (laughs) And and Raging goes, beer con? Uh, maybe. Um, As for my week and my day, I started back at work. And I have to start getting used to now a longer commute. T- my typical commute is usually between 45 to 60 minutes. Now it's anywhere between 60 and 72 minutes because I have to work over in Jersey. And so that means I have to re-time getting out of here and going from point A to point B. So work is cool. It's awesome. I can't complain. 
But tonight I'm rushing I'm rushing back to get to get back to the house to run some errands and I'm like and I realized when I got up this morning that Um I need to do laundry and I need and I'm like I need to buy clothes so I can make it through the rest of the week. So after work I run over to Old Navy, buy two shirts and some mints, swipe my card, they tell me my old navy card is declined. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Swipe it again, declined, pay with my debit card and go. And then I go over to Target, pick up the other stuff that I need, and it's like, I'm about to jump on this one line, this one chick is telling me go to the line over here, because it's shorter. I'm like, but I'm right here. But, whatever. That doesn't make any sense. I know. And then I'm rushing to get back to the house, and I didn't get into about quarter of, and I realized this is the first time in about almost three years that I've missed an episode of NCIS at its, no- at its normal time slot. Thank God for DVRs. So, I need uh, to catch up on NCIS. I haven't watched it this season. Oh, oh! if you catch it with this season, it's a tearjerker. Oh, I know what happens in the first couple episodes. I just haven't had a chance to watch them yet. Uh, well, since we got Scarlet right here, so Scarlet, what have you been up to? What's been going on? Uh, let's see. Just got back from another anime con last weekend, and I literally just got off recording a podcast for Zero Hour and just finishing up some con reports. So most of my free time has just been caught up with just catching up on um, some site log after moving from one apartment to the other. Mm. Um, we just finished the text for Otakon, New York Comic Con, and we're just trying to push forward, just getting all the, this backlog out of the way. I hear you on backlogs. There's like three articles I need to write and get up on my site. Trying, though. Keyword being trying. <laughs> Alright. And Sarah, how how's your week? How's your day? What have you been up to? Tell us a little bit about you. Um well and if you want to my... go ahead and fake it, be my guest. <laughs> right now I am a freelance seamstress and self-employed embroiderer. I run an Etsy shop called Seraphitic Patches. And I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. And this past weekend, I was at another anime con in Manchester, New Hampshire, as a staffer and artist alley participant, which is a lot of fun. I love going back for that convention. And right now, today, I have been feverishly unpacking and sorting through the costume pieces I threw into my suitcase, catching up on more Etsy orders that I got over the weekend, and um, panicking because I realized I have just over two weeks until BlizzCon. Which I am attending and competing in. So. Oh shit! You do realize after BlizzCon, we're gonna drag you back on the show because so, we we want to hear about BlizzCon. Of course, I'm like so excited. This is my first BlizzCon ever, and oh. I was actually accepted into the costume contest. So I'm just like, oh okay, I really gotta get this done now. Okay. Yes. That sounds cool because I think the only other show that talks about BlizzCon is OLR, and I don't think. Rob has gone in a couple of years, so... Well, they didn't have one last year. The last one they had was 2011, okay. when they announced Miss Pandaria, and they said they wouldn't have a 2012 one because of the expansion for Diablo 3, or, sorry, StarCraft 2. Diablo 3 is coming out soon. Um, sure it is. This, 
<laughs> we hope we hope it, the Diablo three one's coming out soon um, because they had the two they had Heart of the Swarm yeah expansion and Miss of Pandaria coming out so they're like yeah we can't do a convention sorry guys well there's a saying it is what it is what it is yeah I'm looking forward to BlizzCon though it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, like I said, when you go, we're going to drag you on here because we don't talk enough about uh, gaming cons on this show, which I'd like to do. Okay. I've fallen out of MMOs altogether, especially World, World of Warcraft. Uh, yeah, Pandalan's been kind of weird. Uh, I'm thinking about... Everybody is jumping on League of Legends and FF14, so it's like... Both you know, of which are very fun. I played both. Uh, I I do want to play 14, but I want to wait till I upgrade my machine. I want to put in my I want to get a new board, new chip, new video card, and hard drive. So yeah, and I just upgraded my PC in April, built a new one. So ooh, what what did you put? What you put? What you built? Uh, I actually had a friend of mine build it for me. Oh okay. I just I just gave him the budget. I'm like, here, here's my budget. <laughs> build me something. Oh, I know that saying. There have been times I've built machines. It, it, it look they look at it like they think I gave them like a little Dodge hatchback, like a Datsun, and I'm like, just turn it on. It oh no, like- this is like a gigantic thing, and my only requirement was that it had a solid state drive in it. It's going for to be- my operating system, so it's fantastically fast. Yeah, it's going to be a while before I go for an SSD. I do want one j- j- just for video editing, but. Right now, I'm just gradually building things up because when I, when I put in a new drive, I'm wiping the old one and do a fresh install because um, this machine is long overdue. But enough about the enough about uh, talking tech. That's for another show. Um, we go to the chat room real quick. Rageinator says, "Speaking of Jersey, if there if there's ever a zombie outbreak or apocalypse, ten dollars says that it'll start out as STD, as Snooky and JWoww will be patient zero and patient one." Yep. Uh, only one can hope. One can hope. And Ari says, "In South Korea, in order to earn a girl's hand in marriage, you have to beat her father in StarCraft." <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I, I'm not gonna say anything about that because that's pro- probably not too far from the truth. Uh, all right. It, okay. They're very fanatical about StarCraft. In other words, oh, I believe. Yeah. I know. It, I believe it. I mean, they got their <laughs> own. This is a, a dedicated Star StarCraft channel. Okay. Uh, anywho, let's go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about AAC. Hooray! Yay! And Jeff B says, Opa StarCraft style. We'll be no. back. <laughs> yes! <laughs>
like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VogNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash The Brooklyn Otaku. So while we were sitting there on the break um, playing um, the music, we got into a brief uh, discussion of like of, of classic anime and stuff like that. Um, if you didn't know, the first song was the op- first opening from Fushigi Yugi. Second one was opening from Sakura Tyson. So, and we start we're talking in the chat, and Jeff B is saying that the fifth Sakura Tyson game came over through this, and I'm like, really? I figured Sega would just sit on that and let no one go near it. <laughs> And he also says he's waiting for Burning Rangers HD. Dude, I'm waiting on Last Bronx myself. Had that game for PC, and I somehow lost it. That sucks. Yeah, it was was a good 3D fighter. And I also had Burning Vipers, too. Are are you sure you mean mean Fighting fighting Vipers? Yeah, Fighting Vipers. Yeah, Fighting Vipers. That's on Xbox Live. It is? Yeah, it's been there for a while. I totally forgot. I might have to invest in that. Hell, I want a Project Cross Zone 2. But there is talk that they that um dude dude at Capcom wants to do a Rival Schools 3 for PlayStation 4, and if that happens, that'll definitely secure me a PS4 in my house. Even though I already said I plan on getting one. <laughs> Alright, so we got time. Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling. We shall discuss another anime convention in 2013. Now, pretty much, I discovered this con through a friend of mine last year who said I should come check it out. And she's like, it's a cool, awesome, small con. And I like small conventions. So I went last year, had fun, and I dragged Ari with me. And he had fun too, so let's start breaking it down. Let's start on um, basic brief down on Thursday. We didn't get into, like, what? 12.30 in the morning? I think it was closer to 1. Yeah, you're probably well, right the, about well, that. Well, with the delays and me having to drive through pouring rain and pitch black weather, which, oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were times where I thought, shit, we should have brought the freaking, uh, I should have brought a freaking umbrella. Yeah, but that didn't, like, that didn't really bother me that much, but, yeah. uh, what happened was when I was driving up to, uh, to pick you up from work. Yeah. I drove through Newark and like the more heavy industrialized parts of New Jersey, like that northern New Jersey part, and I didn't have the circulation function on my air conditioner, you know, to circulate the air around in the car. Right, right. So it would just get pulled air from the outside and all the factories were going off at once and as soon as I got within distance I went like this. Oh 
You see, and people give me shit over the fact that I, I insult that Jersey smells, okay? It's that northern part, though. Okay, all right. Well, yes. It southern is a- New Jersey is is very nice. It's a coastal plain. It's got a lot of farmland down there. Yes. Let, let's set the record. When people think New Jersey stinks, that's what they're talking about, that northern, northeastern part of New Jersey. Yes. Let's set the record straight here. Um... North Jersey is known as the armpit of America, thus the smell. The armpit area is North Jersey. Western, Central, and South Jersey is okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had to circle the block a couple of times to uh, get in position, make sure I was in the right place, and because people in Newark don't know how to fucking drive. Well, it's Newark. Oh, hi, dedicated bus lane. Well, Mind if I just drive my SUV through here with a, and change lanes without turn signals? I'm like, the fuck? Even the guy on the bus was, like, blowing, blowing a horn like a madman. Mm. That's been his first day on the job, apparently. But, uh, yeah, we got up around 12.30, 1 o'clock, somewhere in there. Managed to uh, get all our shit out of the car, get parked. And we had to land with a friend of yours that yeah. first night, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah we were with uh, with Team Viggle. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, and then you know, then um, Friday rolls around, and we get up. You know, we start prepping, getting stuff together, and I brought my costumes, and I was in the mindset of, well, I'll only wear the cos my cosplays for specific events and for certain people, and then I'll just change out, put my cut my um podcast shirt back on and just and my traditional Luigi hat rock and roll and just handle business. So I think Friday I I, I secured about three hundred photos which was pretty cool. Yeah not bad. Alright. So um so Ari what all what did you do on your on Friday? Well after we got up got all checked into the room I uh Went through the guidebook app to mm-hmm. see what kind of, what kind of pants we had this weekend. All right. And let me bring it up real quick. I still have it set on my schedule. Yeah. Update. Wait, AAC had a guidebook app? Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. I did not know that. I was just referencing the website on my iPhone. I know they didn't. There was there wasn't a mention of it. So. And it'll be even worse because next year, if they want to do it again, it's cost them what five grand. That's what I hear. The first year is always free. That's how I get you. But yeah, anyway, this is the second or third year that AAC has actually used that. Okay. Hmm. If they used it last year, I I may I might have forgotten. But um. But yeah. But, anyway, but Sarah, the, you're right. First guidebook is amazing. The. Uh, First panel I went to was at two o'clock. It was a match game panel, mm-hmm. which uh, didn't you say you filmed? Yeah, it was bad. It started out kind of, sort of all right, but then it, you know it stalled out pretty quickly. And you'd think you'd do pretty good with it, but considering one of the panelists was Little Karibo himself. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they one of them stumbled acro- across a bad and forced meme which they ran into the ground over the rest rest of the game and it really took away from it. Also, it was the match game. It was based on the match game. Mm-hmm. 
but they use the themes to Jeopardy. Yeah, there, there. I did not realize there was a techno dubstep of the Jeopardy theme. You do now, but uh, I wouldn't mind a dubstep version of Tic Tac Doe or a couple of other classic games, like or um, Pressure Luck, because I actually like those. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. See, my thing about you know when you do game shows, you, I don't expect it you to walk into into the panel room or main events and you see like like the set or the stage of what it is. I, I never expect that. I I kind of expect something more along the lines of you got your PC set up, you have like the graphics, something going, you know, to kind of get you in the in the in the in the mood for it, in the mindset, which I see a lot of cons do. This they had a dude with notepad up, just rapidly typing out the questions and making snarky comments to make everybody laugh. Again, started to go downhill from there. Yeah. But, uh, let's see, after that, I had a little trouble finding a courier's room because I, I apparently I walked by it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. These, uh, people put on, like, there was like two people and they were, they dressed as like the twins from, uh, or, Orion High School host club. Yeah. And they were putting on with a uh, what they called wild card, which is a uh, live cosplayer card game. Oh yeah, I recorded that. W- it was a little bit rough around the um the edge. Yeah, but it was pretty. I liked the I liked the um how how it played out. It was pretty cool. Yeah, but when they said they they combined elements from Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Munchkin, I'm thinking, oh boy, like not every combination like that's going to be chocolate and peanut butter, guys. I don't know. It worked out pretty good for what they were for what they had. I thought it was really awesome. It was okay, but uh, I mean, you go to look for a ma- thing called Magic Set Editor. You can make your own magic cards based on whatever you want. True, but they were trying not to. They were trying. I think the rules are more closer to Yu-Gi-Oh, so they can kind of run it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And but... I, I started freaking out during uh, Magic Game because what was happening was I would start recording, then the the pot, then the then the camcorder would stop and reset or freeze, and I'm thinking that there's a short in the cords. Find out later, there wasn't a short at all. So maybe it was telling you something that you should have caught on to, like like abort, 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 bail out, bail out. Maybe, but I think um I think that was telling me to uh, go ahead and um get the. Get like the the three hour like the four like the four hour large brick um uh, battery for my camcorder, so that's what I'm gonna have to do. I also checked out the pool, which was kind of small. I mean, I mean, you know, some you know residential pools look bigger, what were bigger and nicer. It had a little hot tub, but I almost, but it had the. Uh, the inside of it was like stepping on a like a dinner plate or something like that, so I almost slipped and fell on my ass getting in. Mm, that's and not good. I didn't see anyone else in there the whole, the whole weekend, mm. which sucks because I really wanted to just drink and party in the hot tub and in the pool. The only problem is it closed at 10.30 at night. Ah, uh, like James Brown hot tub party. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let's see. Then you have Anime Password at 5 o'clock. Yeah, how was that? It was okay. I actually got... It was ran by the same guy who ran the match game. Oh, boy. 
So it was, yeah, the production value was just as low rent. The first game, one contestant completely annihilated the other one. And the one, the game I was in, it was a little closer, but mm-hmm. I ended up losing by like four points. Yeah, I saw you up there for a little bit. I'm like, I was thinking like Vince Lombardi, if you lose, you're off the team. Oh, God. But I would never, though. Plus, the, uh, we bu- plus the other guy got some like kind of easy qu- easy clues. Like one of them was Bazinga, and he just shouts out Sheldon. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, fuck. It was all right for what it was worth. Then I, then one of the uh, video rooms I was uh, the abridged showcase, which was a bunch of different videos from different abridged series. And this was my first introduction to Helsing Abridge, which is done by Team Three Star, yeah. uh, Team Four Star, sorry. And uh, originally, it was, it's only three episodes long so far because they only do it around Halloween. The first time was just a one-off gag, but they it got so popular they started to do it every year. They already have a teaser out for Episode Four. The one they showed was Episode Three, and it's easily the funniest one of the bunch so far. Hey, Mako, we got something for you to watch and review. <laughs> well, not only is Helco- not only is Alucard an insane, bloodthirsty man-child in this version, there's, I forget the episode it was, but he's in Brazil, and the SWAT team, like, barges into his hotel room. <laughs> oh, no, here, here, he's reporting it back to it. He goes, so I was, one of them shouts out, get down on your knees. And I re- reply, I'm not your mother last night. <laughs> and they took exception to that. Next thing is him getting rendered into, you know, taco filling from all the bullets he, he got shot with. Like, but, but you know how that song and dance goes. Murders them all. And I killed all but one of them. What happened to the last one? The last one blows his own brains out. Pussed out like a bitch. Oh, God. Silver lining? I can cancel my room service. See, the fact that you said it's in Brazil, I can just picture Blanca running around as a bellhop in a hotel. I don't know. Alucard versus Blanca, that'd be a fun fight. I would not want to be near that. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you in any of the game rooms at all? I bounced in and out. I went over, I wanted to play, um, DDR, but... Somebody broke the pad, and they had to fix it, and by the time they came back to fix it, I was off doing other things. It felt good knowing that there's still some cons where there's DDR in the game room. Because evidently, DDR in the game room is going the way of the Dodo Bird. Yeah. Oh, I was at another little Karibo panel. It was the uh, Abridged Comedy Fan Dove spoof series. He showed, he showed the first movie, the first Naruto Abridged movie, uh, the one with the uh, running in the land of snow in the movies, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of it, he showed a trailer, which, which was a fake. It started out as a fake out of the opening for the Lion King, but like halfway through the opening song, it just like cuts off and then into the uh, proper Naruto bridge stuff. Yeah, and it's pretty much a trailer for the sequel to the move to that first movie. They're calling it sequel No Jutsu. That's the working title. And if we go to the chat room real quick, uh, Hockey Comment says, If Blanca bikes a la carte, I imagine he'll be more than happy to try to return the favor. And Jeff B. Um, says, 
you'd lo- you'd love SakuraCon then. DDR in the con and DDR at the arcade next to the con. Ooh, well, that actually that, sounds pretty fun. Oh, this is almost like Otakon. Keyword almost. Uh, let's see what else was there. Yeah, don't forget oh. um, Friday. Uh, I, I I went to the formal, and it's one of the few things I look forward to at the con. And I, I it was I, I liked it. it. I liked the theme. It was good, and it wasn't really much emphasis on how to properly dance because there's been a couple of formals I've gone to, and people are are doing the tango, and I'm like, the fuck. And I'm like, I know that I I can't do that. I can sway and do the box step. And that's it. <laughs> I I wish the um the the formal was in a bigger location and lo- and a little bit longer. But you know, I understand working with time constraints and the location and so forth. Plus the way that the couriers was laid out, the back area of the room was set up for photography, which which was pretty cool. Speed dating. Oh! oh, God. This God damn it, Eric. You had the Trollolo theme for this because I think it warrants it. Okay, hold on. I, I, I should. Yes, yes. I, I do have it right here. Okay. It, it, it's really sad that this is one of the best you know, speed dating things I've been to given my history my history with them in the past. Yes, mine but, too. But, uh, it started off with the gender rate, the, the gender ratio a little bit swayed. Yeah, yeah, I, I was not surprised by that, and the funny thing is I had stopped over there like around 9.30, and it was like kind of empty. I'm like, okay, I'll come back in about 15 minutes to secure a spot. I come back, I'm like, the hell? At one point, they ran out of other girls, so they just decided to put other guys there. And they said, "What up?" And they were, the official response was, "Whatever, just talk to them or something. We don't care." Ah, uh, I was like, um, um, yeah. So yeah, roughly fifteen minutes of making awkward small talk. Fifteen. I endured twenty minutes after I spoke to talk to two 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 women. I I. I found some. I found some poor set to take my spot, and I ran over to detention hall. <laughs> and I had more fun there. I figured you would, but uh, yeah, the one of the uh, ni- nicer girls there was sitting next to me in the same, you know, inner ring because there's there's two rows of chairs facing each other. Like the outer ones mm-hmm. stayed where they were, and the inner ones moved. Yeah, and. There's, and like I said, they ran out of girls, so just making really awkward small talk. I'm like thinking, what the shit is all this? And there wasn't even any opportunity to exchange information with anyone because they got down to five minutes left in the panel and they were told they had to wrap it up and put everything back the way it was. They should have made it more. They should have called it a singles mixer. You walk in, they give you a shot of tequila, and you just roll with it. Yes, that would have been more fun, or at least a little more plausible. Yeah, because because I was like, because we were because if you had stayed there, I would have eventually gotten to you, and I was just seeing it would be a game of who could make the other one flip their shit first. <laughs> table rage, raging table flip. <laughs> I've been like, fuck this, I'm out. 
like, rival school sucks. <laughs> the hell you say? <laughs> yeah, so then I went to, I pretty much wound up at the uh, detention hall thing with you. Yeah. So that was Friday night. Yeah. Before we continue, one more thing about the um, the Moonlight Masquerade Ball. Sarah, you owe me a dance. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't dance with anyone that night. I, I know, and I understand, but, you know. I'll, I'll eventually redeem that coupon. All right. Sounds good. Provided I remember it. <laughs> yeah, Mako can vouch for that. Yep. There's a reason why I call him Goldfish. Ooh, cheesy. Okay, now... I've been going to cons for a very long time. There isn't anything that can really make me stop and go, what the fuck? I mean, there has, but then I'm like, ah, okay. Party on. But it's really rare where I just stop and I'm like, keep away from me. All right, so quick thing: the speed dating, the speed dating from Nerdfit on the guidebook app has a one-star rating. Not surprised. Neither am I. So here's the thing: I was talking. Yeah, are you? I think you were standing next to me, and Scarlet was nearby. I think we were all talking, and this one girl ends up in the conversation, and we were talking about alcohol and so forth. And oh, God, yeah, that woman. Yeah. And then, I guess this, old, this other woman overheard the um me saying something about, well, I got more alcohol in my room, and she said something about partying in your room. I was like, um, um. Typically, I would have been like, yeah, sure, no problem. But I, I she, this woman just creeped me out to no end. I was like, uh, maybe. She's like, what's your room number? I I, I, get, I said, eight something. I'm like, there's no way in hell you're, you're going to be at my room door. There's no way in hell. And she kept asking me to confirm it's going to happen, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I will let you know. And then, you know, I continue to talk to other, other people and so forth, and she rolls and th- I think this was the straw that broke the camel's back for me because in the typical anime sense if I really was Ranma I probably would have done the Takahashi pose and just jumped like in midair and just lost it she t- she tugs on my sh- on my sh- on my arm and says something along the lines of wanting to get to know me better I'm sorry. There was not enough alcohol at detention hall in all the hotel in all the rooms in the hotel and all the hotels and a ten mile radius that would have made me want to follow her. <laughs> Yikes. And I am thankful for the staff of AAC to get her out of there. Oh, they threw her out? Yes. Oh well, they got her out of here. Thank you, Sarah. Again, you, you, I, you, I owe you one. Yeah, she made me feel a little uncomfortable too. Like she was all over me when I was uh, waiting to get my drink. I'm like, uh, no, thank you. 
I think she was. She had to be a parent to somebody at the con. Had to be. Yeah. And then there was a dance contest that I somehow won, and I don't understand that. Yeah, I wasn't sure how that happened either. Because I can't dance worth a shit. But then again, neither, neither could anyone else. The only competition was like. <laughs> Was a girl you ended up in the finals with that is one incredibly smashed Sid cosplayer, the Sid Highway cosplayer. No, the, the, the tall chick, she was a better dancer than me. She should have won, not me. I'm like, I'm just remember, I'm just remembering slash making shit up as I went along. <laughs> and in the chat, Rageinator goes, "Was her name Norma Bates?" God no. But she kind of looked like Kathy Bates. Uh. I just had to take a sip of my tea when you said that, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) I got a reaction out of somebody. Achievement. I was drinking out of my Oticon mug too. Oh, don't don't drop that. That's a rare. That's a rare antique. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't eat anything. The the reason I was able to get on get under a $200 budget was uh, the fact that hey, Friday we also did a Wawa run for mixers and snacks and my diet for the weekend consisted of s'mores Pop-Tarts and those packs, those six packs of Austin crackers. Mm-hmm. See, if I thought about it, I should have packed my rice cooker and, pro- and, and brought that with me, but next time. Yeah, I should have brought more of the uh, cup of noodles um, from CVS Pharmacy because, like, those are a dime a dozen, literally. Yeah. You know yeah. your, you know your rock fucking bottom when, when top ramen is a delicacy to you. No, 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 no. Delicacy is the more expensive ramen that you get from the Asian supermarket. That's like seventy nine cents a bag. The type that if if a friend comes over and grabs it, you will take your sword and cut their fingers off for even touching it. Bitch, I will cut you over ramen. <laughs> <laughs> I only had one issue with detention hall. I just wished it was there was more music. Other than that, I really liked it. Yeah, when the music wasn't playing, no one was doing anything except standing around chatting. And drinking. And yeah, playing had- with their uh, 3DSs. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at Detention Hall. I really liked the theming to it. Yeah. And finally, I'm at a Lounge 21 where the bartender knows how to make a Midori Sour. Been to AX, Oticon, all have Lounge 21 bars. This was the one that knew how to make a Midori Sour. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. All right. Now, me and Ari has pretty much talked about our Fridays. So, Scarlett, tell us about your Friday. Okay, I rolled into the con like around eight-ish. Um, I didn't really do much on Friday evening. Uh, we actually did ha- have someone represent Scarlett Rhapsody to cover stuff during the day. She was at the formal dance, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I had an Idol Master photo shoot with one of my friends, Marmalade Sky Photography. Uh, we just ran around as maids and took some really cute photos. I actually did um, peer into the speed dating panel, and I'm sorry. it looked like a huge sausage fest. So, like, okay, I'm stepping that out. That is an understatement. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, all that sausage and me without a grill. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I just peered in just to see, like, what was up and just wanted to snap a couple of photos. I'm like, okay, I'm out. And I'm just trying to think anything else I did on Friday. That was just about it because I just got in Friday, um, went to detention hall um, for a little bit. I thought that was fun. I had my Midori Sour, chit-chatted with some good company. Um, brought my Nintendo 3DS, played some Pokemon Street Pass here and there, and that was my Friday night. Now, now speaking of Street Pass, I just checked my 3DS earlier today while I was going, while I was coming back from work. I'm pissed off. What happened? I only Street Pass with a total of ten people. Um, you know, it only takes an eclipse of ten. After no, you no. clear out that ten, those ten, the next ten in line will uh, bump up. They never yep. showed up. Really. Damn. It's not supposed to happen. But, uh... Maybe it's something wrong with your 3DS. I don't know. Uh, I think I had that same issue at New York Comic Con a couple weeks ago. Um... You know, huge con, and I kind of half expect everyone to have a 3DS, but I didn't really get a lot of street passes as I thought I would at New York Comic Con. You know what it is? It's probably the signal issues, you know? True. Anyhow. Yeah. So, uh, as, you're, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. What was I saying? <laughs> and then pretty much you... after that, just had a midnight snack and just pretty much just turned in for the night. Just wanted to just get a good um, early morning start um, for Saturday because NerdFit, they usually do a tea time panel, which I really did enjoy last year. So I just want to be sure I was up early for that. Fair enough. And and you made it, right? Yep, I made it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had this really nice Earl Grey blend, and they also had a really nice green tea blend. I went with the green tea just to kick off my day. So I just pretty much kicked up my day with um, brown cinnamon sugar Pop-Tarts and green tea. Ah. If I never look at another Pop-Tart again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Check your cabinet. We don't have them. Damn it. Okay, uh, Sarah, tell us about your Friday. Um, well, my Friday was actually pretty busy. Do tell. I had to wake up early because I was running my artist alley table. Mm-hmm. And I was there until almost 3 p.m. And then at 3 p.m., I ran off to see a panel from my absolute most favorite author, who was a guest this weekend. And I listened in on her cultural appropriation panel. It was actually a really cool panel. It was a lot different than I was expecting. I did catch some of it. It really was interesting. Yeah, because, like, here's this middle-aged white woman, you know, who writes about werewolves, vampires, and a half-Native American shapeshifter. So, yes. Oh, gosh. It was so much fun. She's such a great panel. She's really funny. So... It was really fun to listen to her speak. Then right after that, I hosted Project Cosplay uh, from 4.30 to 6.30. Tell us about that. Project Cosplay is kind of like Project Runway on TV. Um, Designers get two hours, and they can use, like, very limited materials to create a cosplay completely from scratch. No sewing machines, but you do have a needle and thread. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you have needle thread, scissors, fabric, duct tape, glue, you know, 
all sorts of things. And this year, we had these little blue foam cubes that were your magical um, item that you had to use mm. in the construction of your costume. Like, it didn't have to be visible or anything, but it did have to be part of your costume. And we ended up having eight teams. They all did a really great job. Like, it was really, really hard deciding who the top three were. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, you know, to see what people come up with working together and within such a short time frame. All right, so should we officially call you Chairwoman Kaga? No. Okay. <laughs> well, somebody had to say it, so. All right, so. And one thing I yeah. one thing I noticed about AAC is that they only have the rave slash dance on Saturday nights. Whereas with oh most wait, I'm sorry, I'm talking about my Saturday. I'm not talking about my Friday. I'm sorry, I'm getting my days mixed up. Look, look, look! We are con whores. <laughs> it's perfectly okay. Have okay, con, so we'll travel. Friday, I spent my entire day at my day at my artist alley table, and then I was at the formal. Mm-hmm. The Moonlight Masquerade. Then I was at the 21 Plus Lounge. And then I went to bed because I was really, really tired. <laughs> it was yeah. a very long day. Can't say I don't blame you. Um, let's see. What am I going to that? I just, like, as, as, as I was saying, you know, normally most conventions, there is nowadays, like, there's two informal raves or dances which is Friday and Saturday night. AAC only has it on Saturday night, which I thought I actually like that because the fact that you had like a twenty one plus event and other things going on Friday night which is just as cool. So mm-hmm. you still so you still got your dance on either way if you are of age. Yeah. And then let's roll around to Saturday where I was actually up by like nine o'clock in the morning. With a very, very mild headache where that went away after a cup of coffee. And I ran around. I took more photos. And what I noticed about AAC is that, you know the whole saying, stop and smell the roses? Yeah. AAC mm-hmm. is that. Whereas with other conventions, there are so many cosplayers running around that with me, I don't really do panels. I'll just take pictures back and forth, back to back. With AAC, it's like maybe by the third or fourth walk around the location, it's like, you know, maybe I should stop in and check out a few panels. And I did check out Michelle Knotts' um, Not Your tip- not your Everyday Panel, where it was more like, it was, it was like, I was, say, Showtime at the Apollo, per se. It's pretty much, she had some cool stuff to give away. All you do is, is come, up on st- come up to the front of the panel room make a joke, do a voice, or do a dance or something like that. Whatever you wanted to do. Show off a talent. And uh, there was this one girl who did this. She did a phenomenal... She did a, uh, a solo on her violin, which was pretty cool. I, cool. I don't remember the uh, the name of the song that she did, but it was pretty cool. And there was also a contortionist there as well. Oh, yeah. It made everyone in the room scream and wince. Not me. I'm like, eh, ain't nothing new. <laughs> yeah, I was at that panel. I was yeah. also at the one earlier. It was called. It was a Fire Emblem panel called "Is Marth in This Game?" Oh, why is it called that? Because, because the Fire Emblem ser- 
series of the franchise was based it started on the on the Famicom in the late eighties mm-hmm. towards the end of the cycle, and it's been on pretty much on pretty much every system. I don't think it was on the N sixty four, but uh, the the be- most exposure we ever got to it before that was Fire Emblem Blazing Sword, which was just Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance. Ah, okay. And uh, Marth and Roy were put in the international vert and all in Smash Brothers Brawl in Melee. Yeah, mm-hmm. Melee. And Roy is the protagonist of the prequel to Blazing Sword, which escapes me at the second. But uh, he actually made his his U.S. debut outside of his home franchise. Ah. And apparently, is Marth in this game has become a big running joke about the franchise. Um, we go to the chat room real quick at live.vodnetwork.com. Uh, Rageinator says his 3DS is on strike. That's it. Um, Hockey Common asks, uh, "Would Midori Sugiura from Ahime have a Midori Sour or whatever the drink was?" Um, Jeff B says, "What did she contort?" And he contorted his arms. And Rageinator goes, "I'd rather see a tool time panel." Well, at Anime Boston years ago, there was a tool time panel. I mean, skit with um with Ed the tool with Ed the Toolman Elric. <laughs> oh God, I don't think so, Ed. I mean, mm. it's kind of funny when you see um Al come out wearing um flan- a flannel shirt. <laughs> and uh, oh, after that was uh the best of Robert Axelrod. He was oh yeah yeah tell tell. He was a bunch of different voices. He was also, he was mostly known for his Zed from Power Rangers. And uh, he was, like, running down some of his favorite moments throughout his uh, voice hacking career. He was in a, I think he was in the dub for Digimon and, like, one or two other anime. Mm-hmm. I can't think of him right now. That's he's cool. a, He's older. He's, like, kind of, like, 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 shown his age. But he's really awesome. He's really fun to hang out with. And he just loves doing the Zed voice. Yeah, I've actually seen um, Robert Axelrod a couple times at California conventions. Like, even though he does look his age and he doesn't really look quite like a spring chicken, he's very passionate about all the roles he's taking on. And I remember Rob Axelrod as early as his voice work on the Robotech um, series back in the 80s. Did not Mm -hmm. know about that. Really no, nice guy. And uh, okay, I also yeah, he was really fun to hang out with. Then I went back to uh, the main event for the little little Karibo on a bridge, which was pretty much a big Q and A with the man about uh how he got into doing the abridged stuff and that sort of thing. He also mm-hmm. he shared this really. Hilarious story about how uh, the reason he came came to move to uh, California is because the woman he was dating was out there, yeah. and he Mary ended, Miller. yeah he ended up marrying her, oh, and now he lives out in California. That's good, good for him. But uh, one Yomacon, the Yomacon right after the wedding, mm-hmm. they couldn't have a a bona fide a honey like honeymoon, so they decided, hey, let's do that instead. So one. Uh, one of the, uh, I think this was the year when he, there was supposed to be 
a roast of Little Karibo. Mm. And I think it was a staffer or another abridger, I can't remember, but someone gave them a bottle of Jose Cuervo tequila for their, as a honeymoon present, the gold stuff, you know, yeah. like I have. Mm -hmm. And because they said, they decided, yeah, we're not going to be able to take this back with us back home, like on the airplane. They, de they decide to kill that bottle that night. You can take it back on the airplane. It's called no, learning how to pack it well. Yeah, well, pr he pretty much had like two thirds of a bottle of tequila and got and was on stage completely smashed while people, while other abridgers and internet celebrities roasted him. Mm -hmm. But uh, you see, the thing is, he didn't—he wasn't really familiar with the concept of it. So, of a roast, which is you know the guest of honor sits off to the side and just takes the abuse. Yeah. He was firing back like a madman, and that was the whole, and and that was the biggest draw of it that they completely smashed little Karibo, you know, firing off barbs as well as he was getting them. Oh, hey, that's a bonus if you, if I do say so myself, you know. Also, he did some uh, his voice impersonations for other people, you know, standard Q and A stuff. Oh, okay. But uh. After that, I was a lot more uh, wandering around, going, popping into the game rooms. They had the the second game room, the one with the uh, lot of fighting games on it. Mm -hmm. There was they had Super Smash Bros. Brawl, but uh, one of the setups was by one of these elitists who got the uh, Smash Brothers hack of it, the Smash Bros. Brawl hack called Project M. Oh, basically, people who were severely dissatisfied with how things were in Smash Bros. Brawl decided to hack the game, edit, edit, edit the stages, edit the characters, edit all sorts of different shit. Mm -hmm. Like, what they said is that every character is supposed to be balanced for tournament play, which yeah. is the biggest red flag of there, like, of all, the fact that it's, it's built for tournament players. And, uh, you know, I guess any port in the storm, I ended up playing it a little bit, but uh, there were still some balance issues with a lot of characters. Can you and since and since point it out was a, a huh? Can you point out a couple? Uh, well, since Meta Knight was is pretty pretty much banned in most tournament play, he was nerfed considerably. <laughs> they uh, they changed Marth back to his melee counterpart, which. Which I, I like the brawl version of him better because he plays a lot faster and uh, can move around you know, more quickly. A lot of different uh, super moves, like spe uh, special moves, were changed. Like, uh, let's see. Ooh, they changed Ness and Lucas a lot to the point where now Ness is broken as fuck all. Sounds like Street Fighter. It sounds like those bootleg Street Fighter machines from back in the day. Mm hmm. And they, uh,. They separated Pokemon Trainers 3 Pokemon into individual characters, too. Uh, okay. And they, also, they all have unique down B moves as well. Ivysaur is especially uh, overused. Hmm. But it was, the, it was the newest beta of it, so there were still a couple characters missing. Like, they didn't have Kirby, they didn't have Power Suit Samus, uh, they didn't have Yoshi in it. I forget who it was. But, uh, I wonder why. 
I guess they didn't get finished okay. done implementing them yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know, this is one of those, and yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you know, fun is the new F word for them, so you can't really come in there with that kind of attitude. Right. But they did switch back and forth between, you know, the original version and the hacked version. Hmm. You just had to be lucky to get the version you wanted. Uh, if we go to chat, uh, Jeff B asks, "Isn't that technically illegal to use a modded game at a public event?" Uh, I honestly don't know. Uh, same here. Well, as long as Nintendo don't hear about it, I don't think they're going to care. And the, now, one of the, one of the things um, I looked forward to was the Masquerade. Now, last year, me and Anthony from Viggle, we were up on the giant uh, stand, stands with our, with our camcorders uh, running the streams. They didn't need me this year, but I still ran around with my camcorder recording, like, the pre-show, the opening, and the ending, all that. But I didn't record the uh, the awards, because you know what's going to happen? People are going to find out about the awards anyway, so by the, so why wait on me to see who won when you can always just go to the forums or to the website, and they'll have it listed there, so. Um, I actually... I actually posted about um about the um about the masquerade on my fan page. It was just very basic uh information. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But I would say personally, I find that um the AAC's masquerade was just as good as last year's. I, I it was on par with Anime Next. The only issue I had is is the lighting, but then again, it was still a good masquerade. That's just me, just like splitting hairs. Now, the good my my per, what I really liked was the Attack on Titan skit that they had, where it was Armin, Aaron. Oh, the group that sang. Yeah, the group. Yeah, Armin, Aaron, and Mikasa, who sang it. On acapella, or semi-acapella, with someone on a guitar, the opening theme. Acoustic. Acoustic, thank you. As you can see, I was not a music major. <laughs> they sang um, the opening theme, the first opening theme, acoustically. Then Aaron made a speech, bit his thumb, changed into Titan form, and they sang again. Personally, I thought that was one of the better skits. But, as most people know, I always have an issue when people are singing at a masquerade, because half the time it's like, you know what, you could have just gone to the karaoke contest and did that. Yeah. But I think this was a little bit different, which I liked. The bad. There was a Hetalia skit between Germany and America. And there were references to concentration camps in Germany. Oh, goody. Oh, that one. I, I, I cringed really bad. And the fact that America lost the fight with Germany. The ugly. There was a Teen Titans skit. There was no microphones. And I could barely hear them. Somebody suggested I should put subtitles on, on for that skit. And I'm like, I don't get paid enough. Well, you were the second person to say that then. Oh really? Yeah, somebody behind. I was talking to somebody behind me. He was like, "You should put subtitles." I'm like, "They don't pay me enough for that." 
Yeah, you use the Earthworm Jim font to, to know how really disappointed you are with it. I think I have that font installed on my computer. Wait, say that again? I think I have that font installed on my computer. <laughs> nice. Even when I was sitting really close to the stage, because I was like in the third row um, in the press section, I could barely hear what they were saying. I mean, given the way the skit was, you could have put microphones like strategically placed on the stage. You know, you could have did that. But They could have requested microphones, but they didn't. So that's on the people who are performing more so than the staff. Well, I, I, so I, don't, I don't blame the staff for this. I don't. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Now, two interesting notes. AAC had a separate section for non-anime skits and walk-ons. Most cons will just, it'll just mix it right up in there. Now, the second one that, that kind of, I guess because I've been, I've somehow found myself falling deep into the Sailor Moon fandom due to the, to the awesome people I hang out with. So I tend to have an ear towards the Japanese music. I, don't get me wrong, a lot of us did start on Sailor Moon through the American dub, and then we found our way to the Japanese uh, soundtracks and episodes. Sailor Jupiter, the Sailor Jupiter cosplay did a walk-on to the American transformation instead of the Japanese one. Now, I bet you if she came up to the Japanese theme, people would have been like, huh? What? And even though you heard in the, mu- in the background music, Sailor Jupiter. But since everyone knows the American theme better, there was a bigger pop for it. And it kind of seemed like her, along with a few other people who did walk-ons, they didn't know where to stand or it's like they, they weren't told where to, um, what to do when they got up on stage. Or if they did, or they were told, they just forgot. So, that was the only two interesting notes about it. And out of a lot of masquerades I've watched, I gave, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I mean, it's something, I, it's, to me, that was above, I would say that, that ranked higher than Yomacon 2011. Um, it is one of the better masquerades I've seen in a while. I did like a couple of the skits. I liked the Pokemon one where Ash was like, Dear Dad, yeah, that today was I a- start my adventure. I really like that, that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I also like the uh, Metal Gear Solid skit where um, it was Gray Fox. And he was telling the audience, like, look, you guys, God, prepare for this thing. And then he gets a call from Big Boss. And then you hear him say, like, look, I told you for last time, Big Boss, Yaya is not the queen of cosplay. That got the whole audience laughing. I could even see everyone on the judge's row, like, clapping for it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) wow. You, You know what? Somebody was going to go there after Heroes of Cosplay. Somebody was going to go there. Um, actually, that reminds me. During the Twenty One Plus event, the detention hall, mm-hmm. somebody posted um, with why they were in detention. Yeah. For the name, they put down Yaya Han and said lying under oath about you know being the ambassador of cosplay. Wow. I just gotta say, wow. 
Alright, and... Sarah, please tell us about Project Cosplay. Because I did see the different... I did see, like, the entrance... Uh, the, the, entr- the, the, the models on stage, and they were pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah, they are. Um, Project Cosplay is a two-hour event panel in the arts and crafts room where people just they decide to come in and be like, hey, we want to make a costume. You have two hours. You have a needle thread, no sewing machine. You get glue, paint, uh, if the woman who runs arts and crafts allows us to use her paint, which generously this year she did allow. Um, you get scrap fabric, you know, material, ribbon, whatever, and you have two hours to create a costume. This year we incorporated a secret material that you had to use, and it was these little blue foam squares that have been kicking around for a few years from an old uh, arts and crafts event. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, people just had to be as creative as they could you know, to come up with a costume. It didn't have to be extremely recognizable, but it has to be recognizable, and it also has to be based on either a Japanese anime, manga, or video game. It cannot be anything from a Western company or, you know, a comic book or TV show or movie. It has to be from Japan. I had one team who were like, oh, we're going to use Arcade Sona from League of Legends. And I said, no, (laughs) you can't do that because she is not from Japan. It's funny that you... It's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, I have friends that do um, craft strip judging at Anime Next, and one of the judges I'm friends with was telling me how they had gotten into a semi-heated argument with somebody because they wanted to enter um, their Princess Celestial cosplay in craftsmanship, and the rules specify no Western um, subjects. Mm-hmm. They said it was a great cosplay, but just could not enter. It's like, what part of the rules did you not see? Yeah. So. But yeah, like, all eight teams this year were absolutely great. Like, they really worked well together. They were extremely creative. I was very, very happy to see how much effort everyone put into everything that they made. It was very difficult choosing the top three teams. Okay. And, I mean, I didn't record the winners, but I do like, I do like the, that the winners that were picked. That, that, that was good. Yeah. Now, um, I think the first place team was Pico Punch, right. who did a character from Tohu Project. Yeah. The that, one with Scarlet, the one with the wings. Mm-hmm. That one was really, really cute. It, like, a lot of people were like, wow, did they make that in the two hours? So a lot of people thought that, that she had been walking around in that costume all day. That I one was very, have, very well done. I might have gotten a picture of that then. Right now, I know Sarah. We had talked like later that day, like the, or Sunday, about the masquerade. Now, what, what was your what was your take on it? Um, AAC's masquerade is the only one I ever really go to. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just for some of the skits, I felt like they might have gone on a little too long. Okay, but overall, they were pretty good. All right, that's cool. 
and then I always enjoy it. So I don't. I don't. I except for a Spring Fest, there, there really hasn't been a masquerade I n I never liked. You know. And then, you know, after the masquerade, packed up, changed, and went down to the homecoming dance, which was just a pre-rave. <laughs> and then I stuck around for the actual rave and met up with some people, went back to went back to a room, shared a few drinks, and ended up passing out on their floor. <laughs> and my liver's like, I will forgive you this time. <laughs> this time. Yes. This time. Well, so managed to get a decent meal this weekend. Yeah, two two decent meals exactly. And funny, you, you should mention that I, I'm hanging out with with Greg, and he is like he, he's ten sheets to the wind, and we're just talking. And eventually, he got himself kicked out of the friggin' bar. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, I'm like, damn it, man. I'm, I'm like, I can't take you anywhere. And then, uh, a, a sun, Sunday, you know, it was, um... Unwinding. Yeah, pretty much. Done. Yeah, you know, normally on a Sunday with most cons, it's, it's like a higher Friday, but, you know, there's still more people floating around. This year, not so much. I didn't get a chance to interview any of the voice actors and actresses because evidently it seems I had to send in a request a month prior, but there was no information in regards to that on the website. I just been emailing the con chair. I just I found a reason like today, like Sunday, that the person I've been emailing for for badges was the con chair instead of the person that's in charge instead of the press head. And I'm like, well, learn something new every day. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, not not yeah, but we did get some great interviews with people, including the Attack on Titan group. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to get around to editing that along with the other videos. Now, overall, as I said, I, I, well, you know, I'll, I'll hold off on my final thoughts of this con. Let's bring it on. Let's swing it on over to Scarlet here. All right, so what is it you want to know about my Saturday adventures? Anything you are willing to tell. Anything I'm willing to tell. All right. Yes. So, like I said earlier, I did the tea, tea Time panel by NerdFit. Tried some new teas. Loved it. Um, I usually like wandering in the, around the con. I thought this is a really nice convention to just wander around and just kind of like just pop your head in. If something looked interesting, you sit down. You check it out. Um I like the fact that this con had like a dedicated AMV room, so I decided to like just hang out there for like a little bit. I caught um, the trailers section where they had AMVs that were based off trailers, and I also caught a little bit of the portion where they were showing AMVs that had to do with racing. Um, we saw one to Redline, Speed Racer. They had one that was really well done, and they took like all these different anime, Naruto, One Piece, Cowboy Bebop, uh, Rana, um, just all these well-known anime titles, and they just totally edit all these together to make it look like they're all doing like this marathon, mm. and it just was so well executed. I'm like, oh my god, this is pretty cool. Um, went to the dealer's hall. 
I actually bought a couple of the single issue My Little Pony comics because my one of my favorite artists, Sarah Richards, she was uh, one dealer was selling her covers, and I love her work, so I, I bought that cover variant. Mm. Um, anything else I bought from the dealer's room? There was this one artist who had all the inner senshi as DC comic book characters. So they had Sailor Moon as Wonder Woman, Venus as Supergirl. By the way, happy birthday, Sailor Venus. It is her birthday today, October 22nd. They had Zatanna, uh, Sailor, Minus, uh, Sailor Mars as Zatanna, um, Mercury as Power Girl, and Jupiter as Batgirl. So I thought that was a really cool print, so I picked it up. It's now hanging right by my sewing machine. And I also picked up some tea and a brand new teapot from one of my favorite dealers in New England, Tea and Absinthe. So that's got a good, decent, tall in the de- dealer's room. It's fairly small, but it was nice to, like, to, you know, just look around. And then... Um, went to the Japanese tea ceremony also in the courier's room. And they essentially showed you how to do a proper Japanese tea ceremony, mm-hmm. which was really, really nice. And we were on the observation point of it. We didn't show up early in time to be participants, but it was nice. You know, sometimes it's just nice to sit down after a day of just taking photos of people. So that was nice to do. I'm just trying to think anything else I did on Saturday. Oh, and then I watched, ended up watching Masquerade. Mm-hmm. And I really did like the quality of skits at this event. I kind of find it odd that they shoved the non-anime um, acts like towards the very end. Um, usually when you when I go to Masquerades and they mix up... Um, they have like a lot of mixed genres, mixed media. They usually have it all in one. And yeah, I, th- I thought that was really weird. I didn't really stay around for the winners because I was yeah. feeling a little bit hungry. But I did stick around to see some of the AMV winners. And the couple I saw were just kind of mad. So I just decided to leave and just go grab um, a bite to eat uh, for dinner. Um, what I do like about another anime convention, it's got a pop in nightlife. I ended up just pe- um, peering into the parasol painting workshop. I wish I had brought some regular clothes because, like, hey, I could use this opportunity to paint a parasol for one of my cosplay props because they still had like a lot of paint available. And I just thought it was really nice that they had like a dedicated arts and crafts room, like for attendees, and I thought that was pretty cool. I'm just trying to think of any other panels I did on Saturday evening because I remember just love wandering around. It's really f- easy to find people at this convention because, again, it's it's a very small location, um, but it's very intimate. I also noticed that people like to gather outside for cosplay mm-hmm. um, meet and greets. So a lot of the homestuckers were outside, like in the grassy green area, I'm doing their thing. So there were times when I just went out to the green air um, outside and the homestuckers would be either dancing to Gangnam Style or Caramel Dancing. Oh, Caramel Dancing, you're so 2008. <laughs> Funny you mention that because a lot of people I, was, I, I find myself talking to, they were kind of complaining that AAC was becoming homestuck con. I'm like, well, it's not like, as bad as some lash. other cons where I've seen a gaggle of homestuck people this is wasn't too bad as compared to some other cons i've been to 
Homesuckers come in gaggles? Mm. Huh. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had that... I don't remember they had that circle game or whatever they do going for, like, at least four hours. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, that... Uh, I don't know if they were doing spin the bottle or a hacky sack, but no. there was, like, this circle of random people outside the entrance to the dealer's hall, and they had, like, an empty Coke bottle, so I couldn't tell if they were playing, like... Kicked a can, hacky sack, spin a bottle. I didn't know what was going on. It wasn't that. They were doing it at uh, KatoriCon. But I don't think it was with the bottle. They were just running around, like, singing and dancing or something like that. Someone went in the middle, pointed somebody out. And every time me, Ari, and Mako would walk by, that circle got bigger and mm-hmm. bigger and bigger. Wow. Yeah, I just only just saw the circle from as an outsider looking in. Um, just other events I could remember off the top of my head that I did on Saturday. I did stop by the Tales of the Con panel, mm. the 18 plus version, yeah. at the Couriers. And it was really, as the panel moderator said, therapeutic to share some convention horror stories. So I got to hear some really crazy creeper stories. I got to share my story on how I made that yaoi guy that you see at dealer's room who always likes to hawk people. Yaoi, yaoi, get your red hot yaoi. Oh, from, from, from Hendane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I told a story of how I made this, how I really creeped out this guy, made him really scared stiff just so I can get him to shut up shut up about selling, trying to sell me yaoi when I'm not into yaoi. Give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, I, I just just looked at him right in the eye and I just like look look buddy I'm not into yaoi I like my red hot yuri action hey that guy face turned white took a step back and then I think he just pointed me in the direction of the yuri section like excellent I see nothing wrong so I with that. told that story because it was an 18 plus panel. I don't have a lot of opportunities to tell that story, but victorious. <laughs> All right, um, Sarah, how how did your Sunday go? My Sunday was pretty good. Um, I kind of overslept, so I had to like run <laughs> to the artist alley to get to my table before it opened. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh gosh, yeah, then I had to, like, beg one of my friends to, um, watch my table for me in the afternoon when I went to do my panel, which was called Cosplay as a Business, because as a freelance seamstress and embroidery person, um, most of what I do is cosplay. Gotcha. And how did that go? It was okay. I am am still learning myself as I go along with what I'm doing now, but I'm actually looking into taking classes next semester online for business management, marketing, and accounting. So hopefully next year when I run the panel, I'll be a little bit more knowledgeable and have a better idea of what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now, okay, now overall, um, 
Let's see. We go to the chat room real quick. Rageinator asks, since it wouldn't be an episode of Anime Jam Session on wrestling on MLP Talk, what do you think of WWE 14? Would you like to see an MLP wrestling game too? Uh, I don't want an MLP wrestling game. I want it the fighting game, but it is what it is with that. And I have not played I have not played wrestling games since No Mercy for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, the WWE games have been a have been just a collection of hey. The people trading glitch the stories of horrible glitches with one another. Mm. Exactly. Although the the very fact that they have the Ultimate Warrior doing commercial spots for him now, given how you know turbulent his relationship has been with them for the past you know decade or so, mm-hmm. it's pretty surreal. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, you think so? The fact that at one point Warrior was a motiv- was a motivational speaker spewing homophobic slurs to to uh, people he was talking to, yeah, it is kind of weird. I found it also interesting that he actually legally renamed changed his name to Ultimate Warrior, just so he could keep the trademark. Yeah. All right. So overall, as, as everyone pretty much knows that I like my small con. They're personable, and you always run into a lot of people on a regular basis. Like, there was this one girl I was talking to in Speed Danny, who I ran into on Saturday and Sunday. We kind of talked and chatted, which was pretty good. And me being a cosplay photographer running around, I tend to forget to stop and talk to people. And I actually had a lot of fun at this con. I really did. So, scale from 1 to 10, I'll give it an 8. I think the only issue I I only had like a couple issues, you know, that I discussed earlier, along with some press hiccups. But other than that, it's a good con. Some people may complain about the distance, but you know what? Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. It's still a fun con, nonetheless. It's well worth the trip up there. Ari, what is your take? It was pretty decent. I mean, it had a. To- be, had to give some leeway to it, you know, with the, since it was the first kind I've been to. So, yeah, it's like a seven and a half for me. I'll definitely want to go back next year. Sweet. All right. Um, Maybe we'll get Mako to go with us this time. Oh, I, I think she'd like it. Get a, get a run around as Mandy from Grim Adventures. <laughs> All right. Um, Scarlet, what did you think? I really, I've always liked AAC, and I know you and I were talking about this early on Saturday of AAC. It really does feel like the last of the good small cons. Yeah. And I just kind of feels like I've been, it's like a flashback back to the early 2000s when I started going to cons. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was a really nice representation of fandom. Like, I saw a Tenchi Muyo cosplayer. I saw a Magic Knight Ray Earth cosplayer. I was repping up um, Ron the one half on Saturday night by cosplaying as Azusa Shiratori. And once again, thank you for letting me borrow, borrow Charlotte. You're I welcome. I very much appreciate that. You're welcome. But I just kind of also like the fact that I'm able to, you know, just catch up with friends I don't really see that often. Like my friend who cosplays as Hikaru for Magic Knight Rare. Oh, I and saw was, her, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just also thought it was a great way to just, you know, just meet new people within the same fandoms. I did catch a couple of Sailor Moon cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I regret not doing Masquerade because I actually came up with a pretty uh, funny um, skit while I was having lunch at the uh, hotel um, restaurant type thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, they don't accept on-site entries. I'll just probably have to hold this off till Reja or something. But overall, I had a great time. Um, the reports for AAC will be coming hopefully sooner than rather than later. But like I said earlier in the show, I got some backlog to, ca- backlog to catch up on. But for the time being, I'll be working on my AAC convention music video. Ooh. Hopefully that'll be up before the end of the week. I already know what song I'm using, and it ties into the theme of the report. Am I, am I making a cameo appearance in this? Um, I don't know. I have to like look over the footage. Like okay. my weakness when I do these convention music videos, I feel bad, bad for like not having video footage of my friends in it. Mm-hmm. But you were in the Otacon video. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I, Am I in either of them? Because I'm not sure if I remember or not. <sighs> I don't think so. But if you ever want to just um, pester me about like being in the music video, Scarlet, videotape me. I want to be in your music video. Like, and I'll be like, okay, let's do this. Sweet. I'm glad somebody's doing them because I don't. I don't have the patience nor the time to do them. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to um, back in my well, technically still my professional life. I do. I edit video and I do voiceover for video in my professional life. So this kind of like just gives me an excuse to just to be a little bit more creative with my hobbies, with doing videos, and I really like to just. I just do this for fun. I don't. I admit I don't really have a fancy camera. I have a mini um, HD flip cam, and I just want to really cover different cosplayers, different events at the con, rather than just like making it look like a fancy top forty um, convention music video where it looks like there was like only six cosplayers at the con. I just really want to like cover everything as much as I can, as best as I can. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. However, I did think of a way to incorporate um, you in the music video. I just thought of it right now. Oh, You'll have to see for it. Oh, You'll have boy. To... DJ. Oh, I can, boy. maybe both of you, I can, I can make this happen. I can definitely make this happen. Oh, boy. I'll, um. I'll give you a hint. The, uh, the, the song I will be using is by the Isley Brothers, and the song, title of the song is called Shout. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And that should give you some hint to what the convention report theme is. I need to rewatch the movie over the weekend so I can get a good feel for what I need to do. Okay. All right. Now, let everybody mm-hmm. know the Skype line is open. So if you want to call in, Skype is at Anime Jam Session. Uh, we'll ask Sarah for her thoughts of AAC. We'll cover. Uh, news from Japan, take Skype calls, and, and wrap things up. So, Sarah, if you could please tell us um, your thoughts on AAC. Hello? Still with us? Sorry. It's okay. Yeah, sorry. I was zoning out a bit. <laughs> it's okay. Um, We're wrapping things I... up so you can get some more rest, because I know you had a long flight. Oh, I had a non-stop flight. I slept. Uh, okay. And I got home at like eight o'clock last night, so I'm totally good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was up before my alarm this morning. Um, I don't know. I have kind of a unique perspective, I think, on AAC because yeah. I am a staffer. 
not just a regular attendee. Okay. Um, I started attending conventions in 2008, and AAC was actually my second convention ever. Wow. And, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I've watched it kind of grow into what it is now, and after my second year of attending, I was like, wow, you know, this convention's really fun. Staff are, for the most part, really nice, and they all really seem to get along, and it's just kind of a big family. I think I want to staff this convention. So when I found out that they were opening staff applications, I decided to sign up. And I was like, yay! It still has, you know, some kinks that could be worked out, but I think every convention has those. Yeah. And considering how small it is, I feel like it's really well run. Like, from an insider's point of view, I really think that it is a very well-run convention. And the programming is really great. There's a lot of variety to it. It's very family-friendly, but it's not geared towards just underage kids. You know, there's stuff to do if you're over 18. There's things to do if you're over 21. You know, our staff, just we try to make it fun for everyone who is going to be there. So, I had a really great time at ASC this year. Alright, works for me. Alright, so, let me get this out of the way here. Um, like I said, Skype line is open. You can Skype us at Anime Jam Session if you want If you want to know more about AAC or anything that we discussed. So, let's go ahead until we get some calls coming in. We have a couple of stories from Japan, and I think it will be quite interesting. Okay. Four nightclub operators arrested for allowing dancing. What? Is this set in the yeah. Footloose universe? Well... Uh, well... Depends. Are we talking about the original Footloose or the MTV remake? The remake does not exist. Thank you. Yeah. There was a remake? Yes. Why? Nope, no, there was not a remake. That's a right. of your imagination. Jedi mind trick. There's no remake, only bacon. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Nothing mm, bacon. but bacon. I, I think I want bacon now, thanks. Sorry. That's all right. It's okay. I have bacon in the fridge, it'll be good. Anyway, yes. back to this All Japanese right. footloose bullshit. Got it. Tokyo. Police said Monday they have arrested four operators of a club in Nishiazabu, Tokyo, for allowing patrons to dance, even though the club did not have a license. Fuji TV reported that Bar Muse manager Yuki Takano, DJ Kazunari Tanaka, and two others were arrested after a raid around 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. Bar Muse is one of the biggest clubs in the area and is usually open until 5. According to the police, they do not. They have received many complaints from neighbors about the loud noise coming from the club, and also report reports of fights outside the club. That's sort of like getting shut down for being in a strip club when you're really a juice bar or some crazy shit like that. You need to have a <laughs> license to let people dance. Uh, I, I don't know. And if, if you look at the at least the noise complaints. It sounds plausible, but mm-hmm. it's a nightclub. What did you expect to happen? Someone has said in the in the, uh, in the comments, "You need a license to dance." 
And someone replied, I believe it's the laws that goes back to the war. Those that were dancing after midnight were prostitutes, and so therefore it was legal to dance. The laws that still exist today and are flouted on a regular basis. It's still fucking stupid. Mm. Someone goes, does that mean we need a license to dance in the street? Not that I'm planning to for a while, unless I win the lottery. But just wondering... So does that mean all those um, anime dancing Harahare Yukai um, cosplayers um, need a license to like dance their anime songs in Shinjuku? Maybe. And this one is kind of interesting. X-rated Japanese erotica takes center stage at UK museums. This is a surprise. Oh, blimey. One. I... London. Okay. okay, a couple years ago uh -oh. when I was visiting New York, on this, well, then again, um, there was this museum that was close to our hotel. It was called the Museum of Sex, and they had like a hentai gallery. I think it's still there. Yeah, I'm on their Facebook. They uh, have classes once a month for different things. It's interesting. Does that mean next time you're in town, you're going to you're going to go you're going to drag me to one of these things? I haven't yet. Good, good answer. Good answer. So, anywho, let me close this real quick. Damn it, Firefox, behave. Thank you. Giant genitalia in action and ribald humor takes center stage at a British museum show of erotic art form from feudal Japan that runs until next January. The museum's Shuga, Sex and Pleasure in Japanese Art is one of three shows across Britain dedicated to the Japanese erotica, pleasure, and kabuki theater from 1600 to 1900. The exhibitions at London's British Museum, the Fitzwilliam Museum in Cambridge, and Edinburgh's National Museum of Scotland include works... Damn it, when it wasn't supposed to do that. Uh, these museums were works of some of Japan's most famous artists from the period, including Udamaro, Hiroshige, and Kunisada. The British Museum, the museums have opened recommended adult-only displays of Japanese shuga. Spring pictures exploring sex, love, and humor throughout some 200 works includes paintings, scrolls, sets of prints, and illustrated books with text. It's up to people to make what they want of it, but when they become aware of the beauty and the humor and the humanity of the of it, they're quickly won over. Uh, British Museum curator Tim Clark told Reuters on Monday. Uh, in Edinburgh, the National Museum of Scotland has turned its eye on kabuki, the popular form of all-male Japanese theater combining drama, music, dancing, and acrobats with 61 prints. In conjunction with London's Museum of a Much Bigger Exhibition, the Cambridge University Fitzwilliam has opened the Night of Longing, Love and Desire in Japanese Prints. Wow. Could be interesting. Just wow. The comments are kind of in, are like, you have one person going, awkward, followed by, what, no pictures? There's <laughs> always that one person in the crowd. <laughs> I don't think that this is like odd because you know I think this is more interesting per se compared to how we view you know so whatevs. Uh, 
Uh, Rageinator says, no one do the Macarena in Japan. You might be shot by the police. For doing the Macarena. I think you get shot here in the U.S. for doing the Macarena. Also, great. Just what I need. More bad memories of the mid-1990s. Thanks for that. Well, you can always go to Animaniacs and go, hey, macaroni. No. Damien Nut. Oh, that's right, Macadamia Nut. Anyway, what else we got? Uh, that's it. Really? Yeah, I, there's only uh, two topics. There, ha I had some more anime news. We, didn't, I don't think we have much time, but I'll, I'll cover. I'll just say this, uh, pretty briefly. Um, let me pull this up right here. The uh, the most <laughs> most of the Pokemon X and Y games being sold have been sold to college students because younger kids have exams right now. In and Japan. that it anime news that were said that Sailor Moon is going to be subtitled in ten languages being released in January. And rumor has it Funimation will be dubbing the series. So exactly what you need. Vic Mignana as Chiba Memoru. Oh, he's oh gonna God. hurt my home Let's alone Macaulay Culkin's screaming face. <laughs> Jimmy's have been rustled. Please no. I will seriously Let's... not buy it. If he is in it, if he's in it, I'm buying it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna put a, a label on it. Play in Japanese only. I and someone asked, and someone will inevitably in ask, why does this have this label on it? And then you show them why it has that mm -hmm. label on it. Let them hear the madness for themselves. I mean, I, I don't know. I've always said Kyle Aver would make an awesome Artemis, but that's just me. All right. Okay, people. Um, we're gonna go ahead, uh, take our final break, and then when we get back, we're going to uh, wrap. We're gonna wrap things up. Cool by me. Okay. All right. All right, people, and we will be back.
And now we bring things down to the end. Again, this goes into the record books as one of our longest-running podcasts. <sighs> and thanks to Scarlet, I am going to Capticon next year. That's going to be fun. After a two-year hiatus, I come back. Not much has been missed. But let's see what happens. Alright, uh, Scarlet, Sarah, thanks for being on our podcast tonight. Things ran a little bit longer than norm, but... It kind of sort of happens. Oh, shit. What the hell did I do? Sorry about that. No, you're not. No, really, I am. <laughs> what happened? Um, I hit the, the master mute button by accident. Well played. No, no, it was not well played. It was an accident, I swear to you guys and gals. It was an accident. <laughs> As I was saying, ladies, thanks for being on the show with us tonight. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so if you like what you heard, tell a friend. The intern will tell another friend and so on and so forth. This is how we roll. This is how we do things. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We're not biased. And if we are, our certain bribery price is around $15,000. Hey, we all got bills to pay. 
Because definitely check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, home to some great articles, uh, links to our to our videos and podcasts. And for some reason, if you can't get to our podcast, you can find our podcast on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, and Xbox Music. You can definitely find us on YouTube.com slash TV. That's where we put all of our convention videos. I'm still working on the Castle Point ones. I'm probably going to have, because of my work schedule, I might have to, might be able to get some, a couple more done Thursday and Friday and have them up by Saturday, hopefully. So, um, Scarlett, Sarah, do you, either of you have a YouTube page? Um, Sarah, would you like to go first? Oh, sorry, what? I was on uh, <laughs> It's okay. You have a YouTube page. Yeah. Oh, no, I do not. Well, kind of, but I don't use it ever. Fair enough. Um, Scarlett, do you do you have a YouTube page? Yes, I do have a YouTube page where you can watch my convention music videos. Even though I post them on my site, if you wanted to subscribe to my YouTube, it's Rhapsody in Scarlet. Awesome. You can find me at uh, DJ Ron Mess. Uh, Ari's Ari22682, Mako Trans at Jupaluna. Check us out there for, to see some of the videos that we like to watch and uploaded content. We are on Twitter. You can find us, uh, the, the entire staff, at twitter.com slash anime jam session. Follow us there for conventions that we're going to, articles, photos, videos, the whole nine yards. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, be forewarned. It gets a little crazy. You can find me at uh, twitter.com slash tgronmas. Ari is at the Ari Man. And Mako-chan is at Jovidea. Uh Ladies, do you have a Twitter page? Yep. Sarah Theta. S-E-R-E-P-H-I-T-A. <laughs> Very easy. That's what I use for everything. Awesome. And you, Scarlett? Um, for Twitter, you can follow my site's Twitter, which is at Scarlet Rhapsody. All one word. Awesome. Um, definitely check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. Oh, when I last checked, we were like at 2,600 uh, fans. I think we're, I think the numbers have gone up since then. I'm pulling up the page now. We're at 2,633. <coughs> I just got to say to you guys, to everyone who likes our page, thank you. If it wasn't for you guys liking the articles, the photos, the videos, everything... We wouldn't be able to do this. As long as you keep liking it, we'll continue to add more content for you guys. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find me at uh, facebook.com slash imdjronmess. You can find um, Mako at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino, and Ari should be on Facebook soon, right? I'm working on it. Cool. I say by, in about 24 hours, look for Ari Rockefeller. Um, Sarah, Scarlett, do you have a Facebook page you want people to check out? Yes, I do. Um, I have my Facebook page, Serafita Cosplay. Cool. Very simple to find. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I use Serafita for everything, so. Just, just like me and DJ Ron Mess, all roads lead back to that. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett, where can we find yes. you on the Facebooks? I actually have two Facebook accounts, uh, well, mm-hmm. Facebook pages. One is for all my multimedia and all for my con coverage. You can follow Scarlet Rhapsody on Facebook, and we're at over 500 likes, so keep on sharing, keep on caring. Mm-hmm. 
And if you want to just follow my cosplay work, you can uh, follow C Scarlet So. And I usually post a lot of my photo shoots and in progress stuff on my cosplay costuming Facebook page, C Scarlet So. Awesome. Um, like I said, we are on the VOD Network Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and Encore Presentations Thursdays at 1 p.m. And remember, we are on VOD, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on here, so if you like what you hear, there are other cool programming that's on here as well. If you like television, books, movies, British programming, pop culture, Doctor Who, you have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Understation Live. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, and you want, you should check out Electric Sisterhood. They're sort of like us, but from more of a female perspective. They're on at 8 p.m., and we usually show up around 9.15, 9.20, around that time when they're done, you know, so they can get their uh, sisterhood on. And if you love Warcraft, and I know a few of you do, check out WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW at 12 and Horde House at 10 p.m., which is live Wednesday nights. And don't forget to check out the Bobby Blackwell Show, Sundays at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9. Uh, the cornerstone of the VOG network, um, pretty much the flagship programming on this network. If it wasn't for those two shows, we wouldn't have a VOG. So swing by and check them out. So uh, let's go around and get our last um, final thoughts. Um, Ari? Uh, I sneezed once when I was... At the bathroom on break, on a music break, and now I can't stop sniffing. It's really disgusting. Mm. I hate when it happens. Um, uh, Marco. Sorry. No, you're not. I'm tired. I will be. Very, very happy when I go back to having two days off a week. Scarlet? Um, final thoughts. Another anime convention was a lot of fun. Many thanks to Rama and Ari for making a lot of things happen and possible. I really appreciated your time. I really appreciated hanging out with you guys and getting to know you guys a little bit more. So... I had a great time at AAC, and thank you for letting me be on the show. Anytime. Um, Sarah, any uh, final words? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, I will be able to join you guys after BlizzCon as well and give a pretty good review about the first time we're there. Awesome. And as I said... And, oh, I'm sorry, go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. And, you know, just maybe give some insight for people who are possibly looking to enter the BlizzCon costume contest, about, like, how it's run and how it differs from other costume contests that I have entered. Okay. And as I said to uh, Kayla from Avalon Cosplay, you two are more than welcome to jump on on the podcast with us at any time, you know? Hey, the more the merrier. Because sometimes we kind of gang up on Mako-chan, she can use the backup. (laughs) I can hold my own, but they're welcome to uh, join in. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for supporting independent podcasters. We'll be back uh, same VOG Network chime and same VOG Network station. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. That's Scarlet. And that's Sarah. Peace Hi. out. <laughs>
<laughs> we will see you all next week. So, oh, well, me, Mako, and Ari. We'll see you, see you all next week. I'm out of here. Peace out, bitches. Night. Alright. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You know, I really hate it when you do that. Yeah, well, bite me. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.